Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. And a hoot, hoot, hoot to you too. Hootery. I've got a question for you, Dave. Uh, Can we close the door? That's my question. Yeah, that's closed. That's Thank Cornelius you. closing the door loudly. All right, come on, mate. It's not Cornelius Day anymore. Flipping egg, mate. One day a week, please, only. Unbelievable. Um, no, I've got a question for you, Dave. When are we going to... This is really awkward, because I know this is giving your life a lot of meaning at the moment, but when are we going to stop doing this? I mean it in the nicest possible way, Dave. Yeah, well, you said it in the nice, least nice possible way. I have a bit. Like, I, don't get me wrong, I absolutely love it, but I just, I'm aware that, and I don't really want to stop doing it. No, I definitely don't, because it's the only thing giving my day-to-day um, sort of routine. It's the only thing in my diary every single day. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, what I've also got in my diary every day is hell. Sorry, homeschooling. So I've got basically oh, yeah. my family, and then this is my, this is my only escape. So this is sort of like my panic room. Um, yep. Another great Jodie Foster movie. Let's not do this. By the way, um, it is. It's a really good movie. Uh, so, so I'm I'm sort of nervous that we'd lose that. But at the same time, we said at the beginning of the uh, of this show, ten, uh, nearly eleven weeks ago, that we're here for the lockdown. And technically, on Monday, at least, the lockdown certainly in in many parts of the country loosened. You know, so is is the lockdown still on? You could say lockdown's not on anymore. Maybe that's why that's maybe that's why uh, Bojo loosened the lockdown in spite of many members of Sage saying it probably wasn't that wise. But he thought I'm going to loosen the lockdown just to stop cabin fever. Yeah, he's he's not a fan. We not know a fan that. of the show. Um, no. For a mutual, no, we've. Uh, well, do you know what? When there's you know we we had I think two vaguely satirical jokes in yesterday's episode, and they just both like, Cornelius is there, mate. Um, yeah, but just the, the podcast is still providing that publishing platform for it. And when there's something as incredibly powerful politically as our podcast, it's no wonder the Prime Minister and the government uh, are just doing all they can to quash it, you know? Yeah, that's true. Oh, my God, man. We should, Okay, fine. All right, well, we'll keep going. I'm just aware that, you know, we did some satirical jokes with Cornelius, or Cornelius did two satirical jokes, and I said Gutella a lot. So that's what you want. <laughs> I'm bringing literally to the table. That's what I'm bringing to the trestle table. Sorry, just Googling. Is playing the Bill theme tune on the piano satire? Uh, no, it's not, apparently. Oh, shit. Uh, absolutely not. So um, I've brought nothing. All right, fine. Well, we'll keep going, but, you know, let us know. Uh, what we should start is a uh, Twitter campaign. Let know when to stop and when we get similarly to the brown note which by the way i there, there was no brown note on saturday r.i.p do you know how many tweets we had uh, complaining saying it was sad that the brown note had stopped i saw one we had one so you know yeah. <laughs> and i'm fine to pause it and i'm going to wait for the stories to come back and it, well, the brown note's not gone or not not finished it's just it's on a hiatus that's fine um i saw a um tweet today from someone i know that works at capital radio who's just done an interview in hello magazine about her postponed wedding cause lockdown which includes tom price 
a reference to a story once once she pooped herself. Oh, really? So I was going to I'll forward you that on, and you can uh, you can get in touch with her. Who is it? Is it someone we know? Can you just is uh, probably not someone you know. She's called Lauren Layfield. She's on she's on Capital and CBBC. Great news. Let's um, go on. But there you go. Great. Okay. Cool. Thanks, mate. Thanks for guest booking the brown note for me. Despite the fact you hate the brown note, secretly you love it because you keep supplying guests for it. Um, maybe we should do a thing where uh, as soon as we've had. A, a requisite number of tweets saying stop simply stop <laughs> as soon as we get like it's like an old blue peter totalizer you know yeah 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 exactly exactly so when we get we to chalk it up on the wall every day it should be something like a thousand you know a thousand fucking hell in that case we're gonna keep going for it okay fine all right <laughs> but it's gonna be from a thousand different people it can't just be the same person again and again saying stop or we could do versus don't stop maybe that for every stop a don't stop offsets it right Okay, that's nice, yeah. So, okay, so don't stop or stop. That's all you've got to say. No need for compliments. We, we get... Well, we don't get many of those. But, you know, you know what I mean? Stop or, stop or don't stop. Um, give us a tweet. You know the Twitter number. It goes a bit like this. Cabin F-E-A-3709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. And the usual bi-weekly uh, clarification that oh, oh, oh is part of the Twitter handle in case you're new to the podcast. And if you are new to the podcast... Um, welcome along and also uh, we're sorry because so, there'll be a lot of references that I imagine like 11 weeks of running I was going to call them running jokes Tom but the sort of more running words um, <laughs> is quite a lot to catch up on isn't it yeah we should really there should really be a, com- a, a compendium is that the right word or a dictionary or a bible that goes with the show could we get a listener to come up with that just so they can get all of the references and we can we can email a pdf to any new listeners uh, yeah well I mean that would be the ultimate way of saying don't stop wouldn't it if you're volunteer to Mm. sort of put together a, 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 an A to Z. We're really asking a lot of our audience today, Dave. A Absolutely lot. loads, yeah. 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 Um, but the thing is, Tom, when we start putting in less effort, other people need to start putting their weight, and that's 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 basically what's happening here, you know? Yeah, it's much like after the adverts have been on the show, of course, which is now a tradition <laughs> on the show. After the adverts, we go to absolute cock. Um, so uh, lots of people... You said, you said that twice now on the podcast, which I think is unfair, because that is when our guests actually come on after the adverts, and oh, that's yeah. when it almost always increases in quality because it's not just us do whiffle waffling about nonsense yeah that's true actually isn't it okay fine so it's worth it's worth them listening to the adverts and us earning i mean for every single time they listen to the adverts what you know they, they go basically they're putting their ears they're, they're sending their ears into a coal mine for us right and they are digging out probably 0.01p is that something is that fair something like that for every time they listen to an advert metaphor corners back isn't it and uh it's yep. very it's going very well mm-hmm. um Look, after the adverts today, Tom, we've got a Sunday Times best-selling author, so yeah. what's not to love? Looking forward to having her on the show, uh, a.k.a. my wife. Now, lots of people have been getting in touch with us. Spoil it again. Well, come on, this is about tea. Sorry, sorry, mate. Head. We've got a Sunday Times top 10 best-selling author on the show today. Who is it going to be? Is it going to be Catelyn Moran? Is it going to be Ken Follett? Is it going to be Dan Brown? Is it going to be Gail Honeyman? Is it going to be my wife? It's one of those. Stay tuned to find out. Real insight into your uh, sort of <laughs> reading range there. <laughs> I'm just looking at books on my shelf. Is it going to be... Uh, uh, oh, I can't see it. William Boyd. Is it going to be Kate Atkinson? Is it going to be Ian McHugh? I keep... Is it? Is it good content, me reading books off the shelf? It's not the, I'll be honest, it's not the worst thing. Oh, okay, fine. Is it going to be Danny Wallace? I mean, it could be Danny Wallace. Is it going to be William Shakespeare? Why has it not been Danny Wallace? Let's get Danny on, please. Text Danny. Should I text Danny? Okay, all right. Shall, shall I do You get quite annoyed when I do a live text on the show. You're like, mate, do it after the show when it's finished recording, but I could do a live text now. Well, no, no. Do you know what it is, Tom? And this is the same as um, 
when you get annoyed at people that read out loud. Yes. I don't mind you texting. Yes. But it's when you go, okay, hang on, someone text. Hello, Danny. It's <laughs> Tom Price. Because not only is it long and annoying, mm. it also indicates how slowly you text. I do text quite because slowly. I, I, I text so quickly that I can't possibly, I couldn't even read out my text as I do it. Because okay, okay, I think okay, I can text right. quicker than I can speak. All right, Dave. All right. If you want to have a text race, I'm, I'm prepared to have that text race. I've got Danny Wallace here, right? Now, the message is going to be, Hi, Danny. I would absolutely love it if you came on our daily podcast. For, yeah. Right? Well, uh, hang on. Hi, Danny. Would you like to come on our daily podcast, Cabin Fever? We need you. All right? Yeah. Okay. And I haven't started typing that yet. You don't obviously have to, okay. have to send it to Danny, because Danny doesn't need to get the message twice. I'm going to send it to Danny on my actual phone. You just have to write that message out. When you've finished, you have to say done. Okay. Fine. And, oh, and I'll send it to you as well. I'll send it to and, you. Yeah. Okay. And the message is... What was the message again? Hi, Danny. Would you like to come on our daily podcast, Cabin Fever? We need you. Why did you pause then? Like you're typing it out. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Ready. I, I should put the sound on so you can hear. Ready. Three, steady. Go. Go. Oh, you can absolutely get, do one. That is ridiculous. I'm, I've got to the word daily podcast and you've done it and sent it to me. How have you done that? Because I'm a really fast texter. That's what I was, exactly my point that I was trying to prove. And you tried to make it all competi- com- competitive, competitive and, you know, swingy dicky dick time. We've done it. Consider the dick swung back towards your ball. <laughs> <laughs> The metronome of Dick has... Hang on, what? <laughs> well, I've sent him a text. Absolutely livid with that. I can't believe that. All right. Um, Meanwhile. There you go. Back on... Never twi- mind. Back on Twitter, Dave. We were talking about... Uh, we've had lots of tweets. Um, hello to uh, Tom. Lovely stuff this morning, chaps. Um, Helen Monk's Day is always a highlight. Oh, this is from Monday. Uh, but coupling it with the Shit Movie Club is inspired. Yes, we want to hear from you. If you've got a good movie you'd like uh, me, Helen and Dave to watch uh, for Shit Movie Club, um, then you know what to do. Just give us a tweet. Yes. The criteria is the most boring movie. So not necessarily bad in terms of like, oh my God, it's so bad, it's funny. Yeah. Like, gen- uh, we want to be genuinely bored, I think. Yeah. Properly <laughs> just like tear your hair out bored. Oh, I've got, a, got talking of hair, Dave. Did you did you look at my hashtag content the other day? Yeah, you've torn your hair out, haven't I, you? I've absolutely shaved all my hair off, mate. I've gone, yeah, fully all gone. How does it feel? It's so good. I'm so happy. I mean, basically, I'm I'm turning forty this year, and I've had good coverage of hair on my head for the first thirty two years of my life. So it's about time that I took the plunge and shaved it off. And this is it. Is that is that that? So the decision was. Your your hair's your your hairline has all but disappeared. AKA, it's yeah. receded so far and so sort of narrow. Yeah, all right, Dave. It's getting so. It's quite so much description of my hairline. So, well, no, no, it was interesting I, watching your hair shaving escapade because it did really highlight because the way it was started was your sort of back and sides came off and yeah. it really highlighted sort of the shape of the tuft on top of your head. Do you know what I mean? Which is very narrow and sort of recedy. It, it's a, a a gym. It reminds me of a Jim Dan. Do you remember Jim? Was it Jim Robinson from Neighbours? You're probably too young. Uh, yeah, no, Alan Jim Dale. Robinson. It reminds me of the the gym. I thought that was a haircut men chose to have. I can remember when I was younger thinking that the receding look with the tuft was actually a choice and people got that cut 
put on. So I've now, I've now anyway chosen to have it. But yeah, it was quite remarkable as it shaved off. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm really lost my hair. But um, it's incredibly liberating because I've been quite scared about doing it. I'm not afraid to admit that. I've been very scared about shaving all my hair off. Uh, but lockdown has provided a pretty good opportunity to do it because lots of people are doing it. And it turns out, uh, I think it's all right. I think it suits the shape of my potato quite well. You know, my head is. Yeah, I was going to say you've got a good shaped head for it. The reason I, I would love to do it in a weird way because even though I do like my long hair, mm. it's very sort of just labour intensive you know there's a lot of just basic admin to be done just to even have it vaguely not tangled you know yes and it's very warm in the summer now i get to sleep and i'm like well i've just got a just like i'm wearing a jumper on my head you, know? <laughs> you are it's like a head yeah hey, well if you want to shave your hair off i'm sure we could arrange some sort of you know instagram event and raise some money but the here but herein lies the problem i think i've got a strangely shaped head well i think everyone has this fear before they shave the hair off and i mean imagine if i'd shaved it off and it turns out i had a big nubbin right at the top just a big bump like a yeah. miss like a misshapen veg in the weird box at the uh, at the supermarket um but it's fine it's it's yeah it's quite potatoey as opposed to a chip because some people have got the long thin heads there must be some sort of instagram app uh, uh, Instagram filter, sorry, or app or anything like that. Yeah, that, where you can upload a photo of yourself and it shows you yourself. Bald. Must be, must be. I, I so maybe I'll investigate that and see what I would look like. Cannot recommend it enough. I'm really happy that I've done it. I feel I feel incredibly liberated. So um, it was it was also quite uh, alarming when it was all shaved off. I was like, oh, it's gonna be a massive pile on the floor now. And there was just like like you know when Homer Simpson has his haircut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all gone. Um. Uh, anyway, thanks for that, Tom. Yeah, so get in touch with your shit movies, please. Um, well, what other tweets have we had, Dave Cribb? Um, I think this deserves a new section. So, do you want to play a sting? Oh, right. God, this is a new ch- chapter. Chapter two of Cabin Fever, season ten, episode three. So, um, uh, one of our listeners, David Smith, uh, who's a very excellent, and interesting man, and I uh, quite often just sort of browse through his tweets so he's been he's he was captain of an only connect team hmm. uh has tweeted as a series of things over the last few days that everyone's lots of people have jumped on it became quite quite the conversation uh, so david smith started you remember we talked about the best postcodes in britain remember that classic episode and you yeah. listeners will be going oh my god what well, my god, god imagine imagine the the show qi quite interesting this is uh cabin fever should be called ni that's the new name for our show yeah ni brackets s a b i sometimes a bit interesting that's <laughs> you know yeah good it's catchy uh th- these are they might be pertinent if your children um, wanted to I don't know it's Wilfred's Forsyth's bracket or Edmund like what age do kids stop wanting to write a letter to Santa do you know what I mean uh, like, uh, they still yeah they're still very much keen on writing letters both of them Wilfred's about to turn eight Edmund's four so yeah go on so Santa's so still Santa's, writing Santa's, the, yes. the active active letter writer oh very much good. so yeah um uh, it's a lot, this is a dying art form, Tom. Uh, uh, but the postcode, do you, what postcode do they put on to Santa? Because Santa's got his own postcode, did you know? Oh, I think they just put the North Pole. No, go on. What is it then? No, no, no. So, so um, Santa's got one um, just for him. XM45HQ. Why XM? Oh, Xmas. XMA45, which is Xmas. HQ. Oh, HQ. nice. That's really good. So yes, Santa's got his own postcode, but in Canada, mm. so so Santa needs to know where the letters have come from, obviously. So that's just children in Britain. Yeah, children in Canada uh, have uh, their own allocated postcode, so Father Christmas can tell when the uh, letter arrives. Yeah, and that is just simply H zero H zero H zero. Oh, beautiful! Oh, the Canadians do everything so well, so well, apart from costumes sometimes, Justin. Um, Oh, that's great. Ho, ho, ho. Um, the other thing that David said on his tweet, because I can see his tweet here. So to be fair, Dave, just now I was going, really, that's amazing when I'm looking at the facts. 
Sorry, yeah. that's terrible, isn't it? I'm sort of perpetuating a fiction. Never mind. Um, you're right about the numbered area codes. Yes, I know I'm right. Thank you, David. 0131 is Edinburgh, three because of E. Uh, and 0141 is Glasgow, because G is on the number uh, the number four on the old dial pad business. Yeah. Yeah. Monk's not very interested in that, was she? As a no, fact. rude, rude. Well, she doesn't like contact. Don't really trust her anymore. Here's where the interest really kicks in for me, because uh, David then added another mildly interesting fact about Great Britain's motorways. Mm. Um, are you aware of the numbering system of Great Britain's motorways, Tom? You probably are because you've already read the tweet. I was actually aware of it anyway because of spending... Were you? Well, I spent a best part of a decade of my life driving along the motorways, delivering stand-up comedy to various comedy clubs around the country. Well, this but- is the thing that I've, I would have, I'd have described myself as quite a regular user of all the motorways and mm. I just never clicked what was going on. Yeah, well, you know? David solved that problem for us. Great Britain's motorways are numbered going clockwise around London and then clockwise around Edinburgh. So, hence why you get the M1 going straight up. That's your that's your 12 o'clock. And then as you go round from about 3, so like f- three, three o'clock... 3 till f- 7. 7. That's 2. That's the number 2. And the then... Down into Kent. Yeah, the A2 and the M2 there, of course. Lovely roads. Absolutely lo- delightful roads. Um, then you've got the 3 is the sort of southwest, which is on the... Where's that on the clock, Dave? That's between what... Sort that's of, sort of, uh, well, that's continuing seven to eight, isn't it? Yeah, seven to yeah, about nine. So that's the day three hundred three things like you got your M three as well. M three, lovely road. Winchester service is an absolute. Well, Tom, actually, you're, uh, you're you're providing little spoilers here with the A roads because this is some additional information. That oh, then sorry, mate. Like later sorry. in the, the thread. So let's oh. just stick with motorways. Uh, now, okay, um, and then uh, then you got the four, obviously, and then and then that's it sort goes of nine r- or ten o'clock, isn't it? Yeah, then the five, and then going round to the six, which goes back, it takes us back to midday. However, what's going on with seven, eight, and nine, Dave? Is they're going around? Ed- Edinburgh, you see? Yeah, which I wasn't aware of either. I mean, I didn't know any of this, to be honest. This is all revelation to me. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's brilliant stuff, isn't it? Brilliant mm. stuff. Um, and uh, I don't think, Tom, and, you know, can I shock you? Mm. I don't think I've ever been on the M8. Have you, I don't think I have either. Maybe that's a Christmas special. What, Dave and Tom drive the M8? Yeah. Dave, we've got no mates, so we had to... <laughs> I mean, that is, you, you've come up with a title of some sort, haven't you, there? Yeah, no mates. Mates, mates, on, mates on the M8. <laughs> we're, not, we're not mates, Dave. Colleagues on the M8s. <laughs> um, but then someone has said, Chris has said, all major roads are numbered based on which sector they begin in, or for the oh, minor roads, is, is which roads they branch from, David says. Yeah, I forgot to mention that in the original tweet. It means you can tell roughly where in the country any road is based just on its number. Oh. See, this is where I get confused, because roads don't only start in a place, they finish in a place so this is where i would get thrown well for example chris said the m5 for example starts in sector five <laughs> it used to be known as the midlands but for the purposes of this sector five uh, but doesn't divide any two sectors since it runs through four and three of course uh, to uh, down finishing down at exeter the m5 is a tricky one but as it starts in uh, sector five it has to be called the m5 uh, and then eleanor says i think that slice roughly follows the a5 yes that's true it's more a roads that follow the slices and the motorways this is absolutely delightful though isn't it i feel like i honestly got so into this and started going doing some background research and every, oh it's wow it's wonderful yeah yeah and our, our twitter really i mean really came alive for the first time all series to be honest <laughs> so you, you constantly undersell this and i think you need to stop doing that sorry, you're sorry. you're doing that sort of self-destructive behavior you know it's 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 it's, it's not necessary tom we have <laughs> a, like i'll be honest a surprising number of listeners yeah, like we do. We do. well over three so it's good yeah well this is what you keep doing you sorry keep doing sorry it. Okay, you keep doing the thing where you make the joke. To be fair, Dave, I texted you. Because I've only got three jokes available, Dave. You know that. But I texted you yesterday saying, oh, my God, the numbers are really good. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. We've got loads of people listening, and it's really lovely. And thank you for yes, your yes. continued support of our absolute nonsense. Yes, don't forget, text stop or don't stop to our Twitter number. <laughs> um, uh, I love no, the motorway chat's great, and this is what I've always wanted out of a podcast—just a really healthy seam of mundanity. I believe that people need that. It's important. Yep, absolutely. Um, All right, so you know what you need to tweet us about then? You need to tweet us about uh, bad movies for bad movie club, which we're going to do with... Boring movies. Boring movies, sorry, yeah, very specifically. Sorry, I feel like I'm correcting you a lot at the moment, and I apologise for that. Picking up on me, Dave, because you're so angry. Uh, Boring movies. Uh, Stop or don't stop. Uh, And what's your favourite road? Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. Do you know what I've just realised? What? is that what this podcast has become, and this is a bit of backstory in case anyone's interested, which I probably aren't, but you and I met originally when you were, uh, well, you guested on a radio show I was producing, and then uh, we probably started working together when you took over as the presenter on that radio show. Well, you recognised my talent and emailed me and said, please, 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 can you come and present this show? Just to, just, um, to really, just to really show everyone that our relationship started with you fanboying on me. That's what people need to know. Okay, okay. I'll let that slide for the purpose of this. But what <laughs> I've just realised now is that um, like a lot of, part of my role in producing you yes. is that I would always be in your ear, wouldn't I? You'd be talking and you'd mm. have me in your ear saying stuff and yeah. correcting bits and bobs. And all this podcast is, is now that I'm not just not in your ear anymore. So I'm just on yeah. the air going, no, that's wrong, Tom. Yeah. Stop saying that. Uh, can you just say that again? Change that. Yeah. And, it's a very um, that, compelling listen hearing a man being corrected you know <laughs> this is basically all you're getting is one of those behind the scenes and i watch these for days mate of when the talk backs on and you can see it on the you know on the tv show and you can hear oh, what I love being that. said into their ears that's what this is yeah that is what this is yeah. if you were presenting and i was in your ear dave crib talks back that's what this bloody is. Dave and on Tom, the M8. On the M8. Honestly, no mates head for the M8. We've got to think of a better title. That'll, that'll come. Um, all right. Are you ready for my wife, Dave? I don't know how to answer that. I mean, I don't really know. Whichever answer you give, I'm going to be offended. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I am ready for your wife to guest on this podcast, play The Sting. Okay. Hello, I'm Justin. And I'm Lucy. And together we are the hosts of Plenty Questions. It's a very straightforward general knowledge quiz. We ask you 20 questions, one after the other, five second gap in between, and you shout the answers out. And then you tweet us to let us know how you've got on. See if you can get 20 out of 20. No one has so far, but that's because we haven't started doing it yet. Mm, But we will. Uh, And there's also going to be some fiendish brain teasers, so join us for Plenty Plenty Questions. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Okay, uh, it is a cabin fever on a Wednesday. I'm absolutely thrilled, Dave, to welcome back a someone who's become a regular on the show uh, just because they live with me. This is sort of a thing we do on Cabin Fever. People who live with us end up being on the show. So that's very much our approach to booking guests. Yeah, well, understandable. We are nothing if not lazy. Exactly so. It also it's good to be lazy when you're uh, shacked up with a best-selling author. Hello, my wife. Yeah, well, this is, this, is, this is the difference between me and you, isn't it? And that's mm. the annoying thing is all I've got is Cornelius. Um, and you've got a bloody Sunday Times best-selling author. Hasn't Hi, Cornelius been on more than me? I think he has. Oh yeah, he has. A... He has been on more than you, actually. Yeah, that is. What's Cornelius real... got that I haven't? Dave. Well, he's got a lot of time to watch the bit. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. He's got a lot more time than you. Yeah, and um, a better name. He. Um, well, we're going to rechristen him Bill now. That's Why? Because he does a thing on the Bill. Thanks for listening. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, do, I do know that. You do know, okay, good. I just didn't um, make the connection. I see, all right. Um, okay, well, um, welcome, uh, Dave. Shall I do some sort of pre-sort of bit chat with our guest? Is yeah, that do a bit weird? of small talk. Well, um, you do small talk. Well, you could no. do my sting. Didn't you have a sting for me on the oh. same page? Oh, yeah, on the same Elaine page, Dave. Do you know how that went? No, remember. absolutely not. I've literally forgotten that. It was that. all on oh, yeah. one note, except it wasn't. <laughs> have you heard the, have you heard the um, Thank You for the Riddle Wilfred song? Has he got a sting yeah. and I haven't? Yeah. Bloody He's got a whole hell. jingle. Do you want to hear yeah. Wilfred's? This is what we'll do this tomorrow when Wilfred's back on the show. Well, they, they change every week based on the riddle. That's the diff- That's the problem, Tom. So I, have to, I can't actually remember what the riddle yes, was last week. Do you remember? the riddle, Wilfred. Uh, it's because someone yeah. uh, jumped out of a window. They didn't die. They didn't uh, die. Because anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, they were inside. Because they were inside. That was it, yeah. On the same page with w- without Elaine Page. That's what we'll call this feature. Okay, great, lovely. Um, this is where my wife chooses. Uh, well, I think you can explain. Oh no, hang on. Can't we do some small talk with Dave and Beth? Because I find that quite funny. Because I have to do small talk with Cornelius. Come on, Dave. Uh, oh, sorry. So, oh no. Okay, I'm happy to do small talk with you, Beth. I, I, in fact, I, I consider it much more interesting than doing small talk with Tom, which I have to do five days a week. Yep. Um, <laughs> but I would also really enjoy listening to you and Tom do small talk because I am I can't genuinely can't imagine what that would be about at this stage. There is no kind of talk between Tom and me. <laughs> Whenever, no, that's not true. There is talk between uh, Beth and I. What happens is at about eight thirty, when our kids have finally gone to, street, uh, to sleep, we sit at the table and our, all our conversations begin with Beth getting her phone out. <laughs> And going to the notes application on her phone and going through the list of things she needs to talk to me about. Now, oh really? Oh yeah. That's not like things I need to do. Those those are involved. It's a list of anything. It's like thoughts that she's had, things, funny things our kids have said, uh, bitching about other couples, bitching about other people. Like all those things. We basically we have a meeting at about eight thirty and go well, over. You do, the no, what you do is you, what you do is a podcast and you don't record it. You're collecting content all day, like yeah. we are. It's not ah. great content. Will you ask him when he's going to drill in the kitchen cupboard door? Yeah, that's a new one actually. I didn't um, know. When, were you, when was he supposed to drill in the kitchen cupboard door? Well, to be fair, I've been waiting for the putty to dry so I can drill into it. It's not safe to drill into wet putty, Dave, but you'll know all about that. Uh, so actually, today, I would say from today is, is a good time to do that. Um, Beth, tell us about your feature um, on the same Elaine... Uh, no, what's it called? On the page without Elaine Page. No, on the same page. On the same it? on the same page without Elaine Page. Uh, I'll le- leave the last bit. Um, so this is where I take two books, one old, one new... Um, often linked by a similar theme and I randomly pick the same page in each book and we compare them. That's it. Great. Okay, so what have we got today, please? So, I don't know why, but I'm feeling dystopian today. Mm. Um, Hard to put your finger on that sort of thing, I isn't know. It? I can't think why I would be feeling that way, but I am, and so I've chosen two dystopian novels. And my classic is 1984 by George Orwell. That's actually my dad's copy you got It there. is, it is. Mm-hmm. It's lovely, and he signed it and everything. Oh, good, yeah. 
He um, didn't. Write, I mean, my dad didn't write it. To be clear, no. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know who you meant signed it. George, George Orwell, or your dad? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, certainly not. <laughs> be worth something. And yeah. my newer book is Station Eleven. Oh, Station Eleven is brilliant. By Emily St John Mandel. Yes, Mandel. Um, was it Sinjin? St. John. Oh, the St. John St. John thing. Isn't that from the like the 50s? But it's, it is, that's a real thing, isn't it? Yeah. I knew nothing about that. Is that a thing? St. John. I d- Haven't you watched Four Weddings and a Funeral? I was going to say, if, if, none, if no other context to Four Weddings and a Funeral. Yeah, that's the only reason I know that. Anyway, when, when, oh, okay. I assume she is Emily St. John Mandel. Uh, two great books, uh, both tinged with a little Armageddon. Um, and yeah, I thought we'd compare those today. Right. Yes, exciting. Go on then. So, you, firstly, and you read the same. Crucially, you haven't explained that you read the same. I page. have re- I have said that, that, but you just weren't listening as oh, usual. I wasn't listening. Sorry, just looking at my phone. So, to look at 1984 <laughs> by George Orwell. 1984 is the year in which it happens. The world is divided into three great powers: Oceania, Eurasia, and East Asia, each perpetually at war with the other. Throughout Oceania, the party rules by the agency of four ministries whose power is absolute. The Ministry of Peace, which deals with war. The Ministry of Love, headquarters of the dreaded Thought Police, which deals with law and order. The Ministry of Plenty, which deals in scarcities. And the Ministry of Truth, which deals with propaganda. The authorities keep a check on every action, word, gesture or thought. Um, And... The BBC said that this was one of the hundred novels that shaped the world. You don't really need reviews for things like that, but I thought I'd look them up on Amazon anyway. Um, and I discovered that Wandering Minstrel said that you should um, follow it up with something light and fluffy. And Jake said, great book, horrible print. Um, Constructive. And had some issues with the text in his ebook. You know you've done a good book, though, don't you, when people are going on the reviews? Oh, I didn't like the, the spine. The or font I didn't like the font. was not yeah, to my exactly. taste. Didn't arrive the day after I ordered it. It's not yeah. a good book. <laughs> so um, that's 1984. And then Station Eleven, which was published in uh, 2014... One snowy night in Toronto, famous actor Arthur Leander dies on stage whilst performing the role of a lifetime. That same evening, a deadly virus touches down in North America. The world will never be the same again. Okay, unsettled. (laughs) Parallels. 20 years later, Kirsten, an actress in the Travelling Symphony, performs Shakespeare in the settlements that have grown up since the collapse. But then her newly hopeful world is threatened. If civilization was lost, what would you preserve and how far would you go to protect it? So, the number that I've chosen is not entirely random. It's 37 because yesterday I decided that 37 is the age that I would like to be. And indeed, am. <laughs> oh, wonderful. <laughs> Good. I okay. can believe that, Beth. I can absolutely believe that. Dave's got that coming in seven years' time. Yeah, all right. <laughs> it's hurtling. It's hurtling much sooner than I'd like, Tom. Mm-hmm. You fetus. <laughs> Right, so page 37 of 1984. Winston hardly knew Tillotson and had no idea what work he was employed on. People in the records department did not readily talk about their jobs. In the long windowless hall with its double row of cubicles and its endless rustle of papers and hum of voices murmuring into speak rights, there were quite a dozen people whom Winston did not even know by name, though he daily saw them hurrying to and fro in the corridors or gesticulating in the two minutes' hate. 
He knew that in the cubicle next to him, the little woman with sandy hair toiled day in, day out, simply at tracking down and deleting from the press the names of people who'd been vaporised and were therefore considered never to have existed. There was a certain fitness in this, since her own husband had been vaporised a couple of years earlier. And a few cubicles away, a mild, ineffectual, dreamy creature named Ampleforth, with very hairy ears and a surprising talent for juggling with rhymes and metres, was engaged in producing garbled versions definitive texts, they were called, of poems which had become ideologically offensive, but which, for one reason or another, were to be retained in the anthologies. And this hall, with its 50 workers or thereabouts, was only one subsection, a single cell, as it were, in the huge complexity of the records department. Beyond, above, below, were other swarms of workers engaged in an unimaginable multitude of jobs. There were the huge printing shops with their sub-editors, their typography experts, and their elaborately equipped studios for the faking of photographs. There was the teleprogram section with its engineers, its producers, and its teams of actors, especially chosen for their skill in imitating voices. There were the armies of reference clerks whose job was simply to draw up lists of books and periodicals which were due for recall. There were the vast repositories where the corrected documents were stored and the hidden furnaces where the original copies were destroyed. And somewhere or other, quite anonymous, there were the directing brains who coordinated the whole effort and laid down the lines of policy which made it necessary that this fragment of the past should be preserved, that one falsified and the other rubbed out of existence. Okay, nice. There you go. George Orwell. I think he could be, you know, he could be quite a big name in in the writing world. Yeah, I'm seeing big things for him. Yeah, okay. 1984. So the thing I love about George Orwell is how easy... I know you get annoyed, Beth, as a writer, when people say your book was easy to read. I know that upsets you. You always get annoyed. But it's true. It's really... Do you you get annoyed by that? Uh, it's It's the suspicion that what they mean is simple and there's nothing else there <laughs> obviously being easy to read is good yeah i'd say that's the in, but it's, it's quite it's hard like when, to make things easy to read yes that's it yeah right exactly it's when people sort of go oh it must be really easy to write a pop song and you go no actually the hard, it's one of the hardest bits of music to write is like what sounds like a really simplistic pop song with yes. four chords yeah and 1984 is, is easy to read yeah, so, so that doesn't make it simple. 1984, what you're saying is the status quo is the three chords turned into an, an art, a work of genius. Okay, good. good, good. <laughs> Interesting choice of uh, your sort of absolute pinnacle go-to every man. 1984, literary steps. The reason, the reason I chose status quo is because they famously only used three chords, didn't they? That was their thing. Mm. Uh, anyway, um, it, it failed as an analogy. Um, let's move on. Station 11, Emily Sinjan Mandel. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so um, this is another dystopian fiction. This is the flu mm, one. Great. Um, and just to give you a quick review, I quite like Jesse Burton's review, which was disturbing, inventive and exciting. Station Eleven left me wistful for a world where I still live, which I had a strong identify with. Mm. Yeah. When was that review written? Uh, I suppose <laughs> it was when it came out, about 2014. Okay, fine. So, yeah, not in the last two months. No, but uh, I think that Station Eleven has come back into some of the bestseller charts because of the current situation. People are researching. Mm -hmm. Mm. Right. Well, it's probably about to be launched right up the bestseller charts. Here Um, we go. Now, let's see it. Spike (laughs) on Amazon. Positive reading today. Exactly. Let's go, eh? So, this is page 37 of Station Eleven. There was the flu that exploded like a neutron bomb over the surface of the Earth, and the shock of the collapse that followed... 
the first unspeakable years when everyone was travelling, before everyone caught on that there was no place they could walk to where life continued as it had before, and settled wherever they could, clustered close together for safety in truck stops and former restaurants and old motels. The travelling symphony moved between the settlements of the changed world and had been doing so since five years after the collapse when the conductor had gathered a few of her friends from their military orchestra, left the airbase where they'd been living and set out into the unknown landscape. By then, most people had settled somewhere because the gasoline had all gone stale by year three and you can't keep walking forever. After six months of travelling from town to town, the word town used loosely, some of these places were four or five families living together in a former truck stop, the conductor's orchestra had run into Gill's company of Shakespearean actors, who had all escaped from Chicago together and then worked on a farm for a few years, and had been on the road for three months, and they'd combined their operations. Twelve years after the collapse, they were still in motion, travelling back and forth along the shores of Lake Huron and Michigan, west as far as Traverse City, east and north over the 49th parallel to King Cardin. They followed the St. Clair River south of the fishing towns of Marine County and Algonac and back again. This territory was, for the most part, tranquil now. They encountered other travellers only rarely, peddlers mostly, carting miscellanea between towns. The symphony performed music, classical, jazz, orchestral arrangements of pre-collapse pop songs and Shakespeare. Nice. So, yeah, that's cheery, isn't it? Thanks for that, Beth. Really enjoyed that. I mean, it could be worse. That's the point about sci-fi and dystopia. It could be worse. Have you heard our front door's just gone, by the way? Our kids have just answered the door to a delivery. (laughs) I might go. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. (laughs) We've got some dystopian fiction going on here. Can you do me a favour? When you're going to stay, check both the kids are there, will you? Yeah, I will. I will. I'll count them. Because we need them for a riddle. We need one of them for a riddle tomorrow anyway. Um, Thank you very much. Yeah, as long as Wilfred's there, I'm happy. Yeah, fine, exactly. Quite. Me too, to be honest. He's my favourite. Oh, joking, joking. Uh, Station 11 and 1984 available now, as is Saving Missy by Beth Morrie, which is dead easy to read. Saving Missy has got the same average on Amazon as 1984 in terms of ratings. I like how you're prioritising saying that instead of going to check your son having been kidnapped. (laughs) I'm a terrible mother. Goodbye. Thank you. (laughs) It's all true. She really is. I think it's just Amazon. There you go. I enjoyed uh, that. Oh God, it's the, it's the highest. It's the it's the it's the highest brow thing we do on this podcast, isn't it? I mean, it's not hard, Dave. To be honest, me putting my hand in my armpit and making a fart noise is the you know second highest brow thing we'll do. I can do if you like. Um, no, 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 don't save that for when we're really in need of content. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Save that for Fun Time Friday when we run out of people phoning in. All right, listen, uh, Dave. Any other business before we leave? I've had a number of complaints um, about yesterday's episode, actually, Tom. Yeah. Me too. Sorry, they're mostly from me. Yeah, no, the, the first one was from, from Mike Cribb, my father, but a, a few other people have uh, pointed out to me this um, uh, sort of error in my actions, so I just thought I'd, I'd just, you know, straight on, just just, just address it. And- an official pol- public apology. We go, we go live to the Cribb house for an apology from Dave Cribb. It was remiss of me, in hindsight, that on the possibly first day that tom hadn't made a toilet or shit reference mm. that i talked about my dog eating shit mm. Mm. i apologize for bringing the tone down on the one day it stood a chance yeah it was off of it, yeah bursting upwards into only juvenile we nearly had a clean show and it was day what i like dave is that you're coming down to my level now 
And that yeah, is great that's... news for me. Really good news. Really good news. And also, it was a cracking brand note story. I might just grab it and use that for this weekend's gra- brand note, really. Was, I mean, <laughs> yeah. You pulled I mean, a turd from your dog's mouth. It was an absolute joy. Awful, awful news. Anyway, yeah, but no, a few people have pointed out, actually, that, um, that, it, that, that we hadn't talked about any sort of toilet. There was no toilet humour at all. And then, hmm. which, you know, more often than not comes from your end. That's that's what the observation my, my has been. Back, my back end! Oh. <laughs> there it is. Oh, God, I couldn't resist. Sorry. All right, thanks, everyone. Sorry about the toilet humour, and tomorrow we'll be apologising for talking about roads quite as much as we did. Uh, no, absolutely. Never apologise about the motorway, Tom. Never. Never ever apologise for road chat. Bye, Dave. Bye, everyone. See you tomorrow. Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. Do you know what I can't believe I haven't actually mentioned? Yeah, one second, I've just got a go great big owl. I've just got. As long as you're not talking about that, yes. No, that's fine. Yeah, go on. Because we've discussed this on, on many of our car journeys to and from shows. Um, and I've, I've been trying to get this into sort of common parlance, mm. and this was the perfect day to do it. Well, cool. But what I'd really like is if you could all start referring to motorways rather than the M3, oh, give yeah. it its full title of Motorway Three. Motorway 3. I really, I really, <laughs> it just really makes me laugh yeah. to be like, we have to say Motorway Three until uh, Junction Six. So um, yeah. yeah, so just just M stands for motorway. We all know it. So can we all please from now on? Just start there, spread it around your friendship circles, your social circles. Yeah. Uh, how do we get there? Oh, we have to just take motorway eleven for a couple of junctions, and then yeah. we're then we take then we're off at Loughton. You know that sort of thing. <laughs> right? Okay, heading to Wales on the motorway four. Yeah, I think so. Yep. I think that's a good idea. All right, well, I'm sure it'll catch on, Dave. And not the motorway four. Though crucially, it's just motorway, motorway. four. Okay, like motorway, motorway four. preachers. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Good. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for that public service announcement at the end. That was really good. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.